Perfect. I think we got some audio connected. So we got this recorded as well. So anyone that doesn't come tonight, you can just view it on the, the YouTube channel that Hannah's been posting everything to, like we've done with all our Zooms. But I'll get started. What we've got, we've got Sophie um, from our champ women's side and we have Jake from our champ men's side. And what we'll do, I'll ask the question um, and then I'll let him answer one at a time. So some may be applicable to one person or the other, like Jake's traveled with basketball, whereas Sophie's grown up in Australia um, and played her basketball. But we'll get started. Um, at the end, if you want to answer any question or you want a question answered, just chat it to me or chat it in the open thing as well. Um, we can get that question asked. Um, but yeah, we'll get started. So first question, um, Sophie. Oh, wait, Todd, can you unmute them both? Um, or else they won't be able to unmute themselves. Yeah, perfect. So we'll keep you both of you unmuted or then you can't talk, but we'll go Sophie, then Jake. Um, so when did you start playing basketball? Um, yeah, first of all, hi guys, everyone. Great to be here. Thanks for inviting us along, Sarah. It's a great thing. Um, so yeah, I started basketball when I was probably about six years old, which was um, would have been under eight. Um, domestic, sort of that mixed girls and boys. Um, sort of just lots of fun running around. Um, so yeah, that's back when I started when I was at, uh, yeah, six years old. Yeah, I think now. So almost hitting 20 years. Almost. Beauty. I'm not that old yet. But. And Jake, what about you? Um, you know, probably as soon as I could walk. I had two older brothers. I was always trying to tag along their practices. And uh, my dad was a coach. So um, I don't know. Once I started walking, Probably like 15. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Great, great. No, probably like three, three or four, <laughs> somewhere around there. All right, so you've both been at it for quite some time. So what did basketball look like at your young age? So I know, Sophie, we have an idea, maybe domestic rep. We'll find out your answer in a sec. But Jake, tell us what like the American <laughs> system was like. So Sophie, we'll, we'll go over to you first. So what did basketball look like at your young age? Yeah, well, probably similar to most people in this room. Um, started off with domestic around the under eights when I was six. Um, yeah, kept playing just sort of that fun level local basketball. Um, I switched to fute for, you know, a few couple teams. Um, some through my friends I knew through basketball, some friends from school. Um, so, yeah, sort of bounced around between Brody and, dare I say, Kilo. But, um, yeah, then decided to play rep in under 12, so back when I was 10 years old. Um, yeah, probably similar to people in this room here and played, um, yeah, all my junior basketball at Broadie. So from under 12s all the way to um, under 18s and then on to youth league and now, um, yeah, champ women, here we are. Beauty. And what about you, Jake? Yeah, so yeah, it's a bit different. We don't have, um, you know, domestic or, you know, rep teams at home. It's kind of, um, it definitely depends where you live. So you, it, it's a lot more school oriented, um, you know, at home, but you have your travel teams, which is like our AAU um, and then like your park district team. So the first team I probably played for was a park district team. So that's kind of, um, you know, all the kids uh, in your town or surrounding areas, maybe four or five towns or cities, uh, as you guys would say. And then you get on those and then, you know, once you kind of progress, you know, probably like six, I think six or seven is when they, you know, start to transition you into those, those uh, AAU and travel teams. Yeah, nice, nice. Because I think like it'd be a lot different to us um, down in Oz. But next question, you both, you're both pretty fierce competitors. I mean, you get, 
I've seen so firsthand and I think Jake, we get to see your emotion on the court. So okay. what's the best part about competing? So, so if you want to go first, what's the best part about competing? Um, I guess I'll throw it back to sort of the reason I chose a team sport over an individual sport. And that's sort of your teammates, your friends who you're playing with. Um, I think something that's great about basketball is, you know, it's always great in winning and, you know, Siri will back this up. I, highly competitive but um yeah it's just one of the best things about it is seeing you know your hard work as a team actually pay off um and whether that is winning whether it's losing but I think just um yeah building sort of that morale or that team chemistry and having fun with each other um that's probably the ultimate goal winning's great and everything but if you can have fun um playing with your teammates that's sort of uh yeah the best thing about it I think Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Jake? Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I agree with everything Sophie said, but for me, it's winning. I mean, I, I'm competing. I'm, I'm trying to win at all costs. Right. So um, it is the best feeling in the world when, when you work that hard, like Sophie said, and, and you win. Right. And that, that camaraderie, you know, that team chemistry, as you guys just saw um, Australia get their first medal, you know, that how, how pumped were they after the game? If you, if you haven't seen videos, but yeah, it's all about like that team, you know, you're working hard, you're getting yelled at by your coach, but you know, once you get to that end goal or, you know, close as best as you could have done, it's, you know, that feeling's next to none. And I just like getting after it. You know, if you, if anyone's seen me play on here, you know, you probably see, like Ciro said, my, my emotions and, uh, you know, getting into other guys, but you know, I love it. Love all I feel of like You're a pretty calm guy on the court though, Jake. I, I don't think you've ever yeah. spoken back to anyone. Yeah, that's a lie if I've ever heard one. <laughs> all right, next question, which leads into this. Do you hate to lose or love to win? Sophie, you first. Can we choose both? <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, I'm trying to divide you though. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, look, if I'm thinking negatively, I, I do hate losing, like definitely. Um, really grinds me up probably. Um, but I think that's sort of like Jake was talking about, about the emotions. That's sort of what makes winning that much better because yeah, it's that feeling of losing. Like, nah, I don't, I don't want to have that feeling anymore. So um, yeah, sort of back what Jake was saying about winning is one of the best feelings about it. Um, so yeah, it sort of just makes losing that much uh, worse, but again, it's all, you know, trying, trying our best to control our emotions, I think, and not letting, not letting our emotions get the better of us at times. At times it's good, at times it's great, but um, yeah, definitely something I need to work on anyway. We know about Jake, but. What about you, Jake? Do you hate to lose or love to win? I hate losing, right? <laughs> I feel a lot worse when I lose a game or, you know, given circuit, even if it's one-on-one -on -one against my brother when I get back home to Chicago, right? I hate losing at all costs. And I, I've been asked this question a lot, you know, in my life. And <laughs> I used to go back and forth, but I, I hate losing, right? When I lose, I feel a lot worse than when I win and I feel good, right? You, you feel great when you win, but, you know, that feeling losing, you know, I, that, that'll stay with me for that six days until you get to play another game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Who was your role model growing up? This doesn't have to be an athlete. This could be a family member or someone that inspired you, but who was your, your role model growing up? 
Soph? Yeah, um, look, I could go to my go-to first would be my parents. Um, yeah, always supported me uh, throughout, yeah, my basketball journey or just sort of any any uh, journey that I wanted to go on. Um, yeah, they were both pretty active, you know, in sport growing up, so they were always very supportive of me. Um, in terms of, let's say, basketball, um, probably unfortunate back when I was younger, there wasn't a whole lot of women's basketball being shown. I think that's a really good thing about today. We're seeing a lot more female basketball was out there that, you know, young girls can sort of aspire to be like. But I think for me, it was Lauren Jackson. She was sort of the biggest, uh, biggest female basketballer, um, yeah, back when I was growing up. But definitely as I was getting older, um, you know, players like Leilani Mitchell or Aaron Phillips, um, yeah, those, those are the ones I sort of looked up to later, a little later in life. What about you, Jake? Yeah, I'd just say, you know, mom and dad, you know, it's cliche, but, you know, and, and my brothers, you know, they always push me, you know, losing at a young age to now I'm bigger than both of them. So it's, it's kind of fun to, you know, beat up on them now. Well, they still beat me up, but they can't beat me in basketball anymore. But, um, you know, my brother's always pushing me and my parents. Um, Player-wise for basketball, Michael Jordan, I'm from Chicago. You know, they grew up, you know, one years old looking at the TV and, you know, winning the championship. So um, absolutely Jordan. And then, yeah, my parents, my brothers. Great, great. All right, this one's like a two-part question. So what is your greatest strength and what's your greatest weakness so this can be basketball or maybe just you in general but what do you think's like your best your biggest strength and then your weakness you want to go first so mm. yeah i might stick with basketball i don't know about um you know my um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um strength in basketball i think you know just sort of naturally I, I like that leadership role I like being someone that players in my team can turn to um you know whether it whatever is their need if it's sort of off-court issues or on-court support encouragement um whether they need help with anything so I think yeah for me it's sort of that natural leader leadership instinct um sort of being that team player and yeah sort of love getting around all the girls on my team nothing better I think so that's my strength. Is that strength for now? Yeah. Yeah, now jump in the other one now. Let's just go. Weakness we'll go as both. well? Um, yeah. Um, weakness as well. I think probably it comes off the back of, you know, that leadership sometimes. Probably my weakness is I take on too much or, you know, maybe not depend on other people. Like I say, you know, I'll always be there for my teammates and everything, but Sometimes I forget that that's reciprocated. You know, they, they'll always be there for me as well. So, yeah, maybe I just probably take on a little bit too much, worry too much about other people rather than myself. And, uh, yeah, just in general life, I stress about a lot of things. So that's one thing. Oh, we won't get too deep now. But... Nah, we won't. <laughs> Jake, what about you? Yeah, um, you know, I think a lot of basketball is is mental, right? So, you know, I'll lean on that side. You know, you can work on your skills and do everything in, you know, practice and training and um, work on your game. But when it comes to that in-game situation, you know, you hear you got practice players or, you know, gamers, right? So I would say a big strength of mine is um, – you know, just, just getting behind my teammates. Right. Um, and, you know, just wanting to push them 
so we can be the best, right? You know, in practice, I, I talk a lot, you know, refraining from swearing, obviously, but, you know, talk, talk a lot, you know, get under my teammates, you know, because, you know, if we can go as hard as possible with each other in practice, then the game's going to translate and no one's going to be able to stop us. So I think that's a strength of mine, um, you know, on the mental side. And then weakness is – I, I can't, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Right. So like, like we we're just talking about in the game and, you know, I, my body language can be really bad. And I know for a fact that in college, you know, playing in the States and, you know, things along those lines, coaches don't, don't like bad body language, right. You're a coach. Right. So you, you see someone, you know, all down in the dumps, right. You're like, why should I put them back in the game? So I think a, a major weakness of mine is not to be able to put those emotions away. Yep. Yep. All righty. Next one. What's your most memorable overseas trip? So Jake, yours may be traveling, you know, with basketball and surf. maybe yours is just a general traveling one too. Yeah, I think, um, well, I could go basketball related that, you know, I went to the USA to basketball tour with my under 18s team. Um, yeah. Back when he yeah, actually turned 18 years old in America. Um, so, yeah, that was sort of awesome. I think there was about 40 of us on that trip, my under-18s team and parents and families came along. Um, so, yeah, that was something that was pretty, pretty incredible um, to do. But, yeah, I'd say probably most memorable one was I studied abroad in Germany for six months. So, yeah, lived there, um, yeah, studied. And obviously being in Europe, you just do day trips to all the surrounding countries. So, um, yeah, that was a pretty memorable, I say trip, but... I mean, it was about six months, so a bit of an extended trip, let's say. A big, a big holiday. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Yeah, I would think it, um, you know, definitely my, my first uh, basketball season in, in Europe, um, in Budapest, it was a uh, it was it was a lot different. Right. It was it was really tough to. Um, you know, really get a grasp, a, a, a grasp on, um, you know, the basketball side, right. You get out there and you play, but they don't speak English in the huddle, you know, having a translator in the huddle was really tough, you know, getting yelled at on the court by the coach and coming off and you don't know what he said to you, you know, times where my coach would be yelling at me. And then I asked the translator, what do you say? And he just said, don't worry about it. You know? So it, it was, it was awesome just for the experience in Europe. And I, you know, I thrived my first year there and, and, and did really well, but um, yeah, it was, it was just next to none, but you know, the best experience is, is coming out here six years ago to start, start my career. Um, as a basketball player, because, you know, Australia is like a second home for me now. Um, and yeah, it's next to none out here. Great. Great. Alrighty. This question may be, may be deep depends. Uh, who do you wish was watching you at every game? So if you know, travel wasn't an issue, who do you, who would you want at every game watching you play? So if you first. I mean, I'll relate it to sort of COVID times now. Um, you know, of course, I'd love to have my family um, watching and, you know, friends and that support. But I reckon, I think just, you know, comparing the COVID times where we're not allowed to crowds and we're just playing to a silent stadium, I think it's it's more just fans. Like, I, for me, I love playing when there's a crowd watching, when it's, you know, loud and upbeat. And usually that's a lot of our young basketball players up at Broadie. So... Yeah, I mean, that's 
if that was I know it's not probably one person it's sort of a group of people but yeah for me I, I love playing with you know a mass a big audience of um yeah young Brody players it's it's really good to see sort of the young supporting the old mine <laughs> will be short just my dad you know like yeah, he I, he hasn't seen me play since college right and I've you know had had you know hundreds of games since then whether it's here or in Europe so I would just say my dad my mom she's she's a little uh loud and yell you know she's an Aussie but she's mixed with that Chicago Aussie now so even if there's a thousand two thousand people in, in in college in the stadium you'll you'll hear her so and usually when she comes I, I don't play well you know but yeah my dad probably through and through great great all righty next question what qualities make a good teammate so what qualities do you want to see in your teammate teammate I'd say someone that sort of their work ethic or they work hard for the team and not themselves. Um, I think, you know, as, as a team, you can bring out the best in each other. So I guess it's when there's more individual motivations rather than team motivations, that's when it can get a little bit messy. So I think having teammates that, you know, would sort of do, do anything for you, um, you know, work hard for you, they encourage you and, you know, criticize you but not in a like not to devalue you but because they want the best for you and I think that's something that's really important the you know the more you get older um you know you do have to be able to take that criticism and hope that you know it's because your teammates want the absolute best out of you um in that so yeah just basically people or teammates that um yeah work hard for each other not just themselves nice nice yeah for sure, I agree with everything you said. Um, someone who's going to get into me, right? Someone's going to work work just as hard, if not harder, than me, and um, you know, test me every day at practice, right? That's that's someone I want on my team because I know I can go out there and fight with them. So um, yeah, just someone who's really going to get get after it and you know get into it. Someone who's a you know work ethic, right? Like Sylvie said, someone who's going to be in the gym shooting, you know, walking in there when I'm already in there, or you know, just someone who wants to win just as competitive as, you know, I am. Yeah. Great. Love that. All right. Next question. What does your pregame routine look like? So do you have certain foods, music? Do you have to wear a certain pair of socks? Like tell us what that looks like for you guys. All right. Well, home game, let's say I'll go ritual. Um, home game, I'll usually have a coffee before I leave for the stadium, which I'll probably leave um, at least at least try and get there an hour and a half before the game. Um, when I get to the stadium, I have an apple. Um, that's my pregame snack. And then, yeah, usually I go upstairs um, and get some shots up for about 30 minutes or, you know, 30 to 45, just casual. Um, and it's usually cold, so I'm usually wearing my track pants and hoodie and all that, so, um, yeah, you know, I just, I, I kind of mix and match my music. I'm not, I'm not so ritualistic in that way that I have to listen to the same thing. I'm sort of, it's depending on the day, what I feel is going to pump me up. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different um, genres that I go through that might be a bit surprising as well, um, but you know, it keeps it interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's probably my rituals for the game anyway. Beauty. 
Um, for me, uh, pasta always um, the night before the game, um, no matter what, uh, just get carbs in. Yeah, it's just kind of a thing I've always done. Um, but now that I've, I've been overseas, I got to cook it myself, which is, you know, kind of messy at times. But uh, yeah, and then get get to the stadium, you know, an hour and a half, two hours for the game. That's why I like the early game this year, because the, the courts are open. You get to shoot on the, the hoop that you're playing at and just get shots up and music wise. Um, there's a few songs I listen to um, that I have since college. Rooster by Alice in Chains and uh, Mirror by Lil Wayne. Uh, a few more kind of all over the place with music, but a couple songs I always listen to. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really like to talk to anyone for a game. Never. Headphones in. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. So this can be from like your junior days too, but who was your favorite coach and why? So I, I, I bet you've both had a lot of coaches. So who do you think was your most influential, your favorite coach? That's rough. <laughs> um, if I'm going in junior, junior days. Um... Smart move. Hmm? Yeah. Said smart move. <laughs> yeah, I might do it. I'll do a two part. <laughs> um, but junior, I'll go with Glenn um, Milner. You'll probably everyone's probably familiar. Um, I say junior, but I sort of had him in my under 18s both seasons and in youth league. Um, yeah, I sort of I always say to him, he's like my basketball dad sort of thing. Um, yeah, just sort of I knew him all the way up you know from under 14s and I used to be so scared of him but then you sort of have him as a coach and you know he'd do absolutely anything for you and sort of just wants the best out of you um so yeah definitely Glenn for my juniors but I mean I have to say I don't have to I want to say my coach now Dee Butler she's just um yeah she's influential she's sort of an icon for um, women's basketball and probably yeah, one of the greatest, you know, senior coaches or just basketball coaches that I've ever had. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I think good answer. Good answer. Jake, what about you? Yeah. So I've, I've obviously, I've had a lot of coaches uh, over my time, but um, you know, being overseas is, is definitely a lot different, right? You got to kind of fend with your, you know, fend for yourself in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would say Matt um, because he he's done so much for me, you know. And um, you know, when I'm out here, I, like I know people that out here, you know, from my years here. But you know, he's he's always right there, um, whether it's on the court or off. You know, you can talk to him. You know, we get into our little tussles always. You know, whether it's you know back and forth or. Um, and that's just because we're both so competitive and we want to win, right? When I come out of the game, I want to be back in there because, uh, I, I, you know, I want to do whatever I can. But uh, he, he's definitely helped me, you know, in a lot of ways, um, basketball and, um, you know, off the court as well. Yeah, great, great. All righty. So this is so if your life's already started, but Jake, this question may be more focused on you. But what will life look like after basketball? You both still have years to play. But what is that life looking like after basketball when you say you're not playing anymore? So it's trying to get us to retire early, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what about you? <laughs> um, for me, I mean, yeah, there's obviously a fine line. I think um, a few years ago, basketball was sort of a major part while I was, 
you know, doing my bachelor degree, I had a lot of time. So, um, yeah, basketball was, you know, every single day sort of um, working out and everything. But, yeah, I'm getting older. I'm still studying. I'm working a bit more. So, um, yeah, it's it's all about sort of the, jug the juggle between the two. But, you know, I still, like, still love basketball, so I'll keep going as much as I can. But when it is eventually time that I think it's going to be my body that shuts down, I'll still want to play. My mind and my heart will still want to play, but I think it's going to be my body that shuts down and says no more. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's sort of going down the research into sport and, you know, I'm extremely passionate about women's sport um, and sort of our representation. So that's sort of what I'm doing now, doing a bit of teaching um, about it and, yeah, researching that sort of area, working with, you know, local sporting clubs to try and, um, yeah, increase female participation. So, yeah, that's sort of my passion. So hopefully after basketball is done I'll still be right up in that basketball space even though it won't be playing great great yeah so um for me like I, what I went to school for was like uh business management and, and communications so um you know I did that so after basketball uh, you know it's tough because all my family's back home I love love being out here love living out here you know, all my time's devoted to basketball still, um, working out every day and, you know, just doing whatever I can. But um, after, you know, best case scenario, I'd love to, you know, either be an agent, um, you know, at, at a, you know, start off at a company or, um, you know, open my own like restaurant or something like that. So um, the plan is to go back home, you know, I'll definitely say that in case my mom or dad hears this so <laughs> um but yeah some some along those lines um play until you know i i get too homesick or you know the body's just not in not there anymore yeah great great all righty next question if you could play any player one-on-one -on -one, who would it be so obviously we're talking big level players i'm not saying you have to beat them but who, who would you want to play on one-on-one -on -one? Yeah, I was about to say I've I've said how much I how much I hate losing, so I feel like picking a <laughs> picking a star is probably a stupid choice. Um, but no, I'd say like for me now I'll go Leilani Mitchell just because she's probably one of the greatest Australian point guards, um, you know, at the moment. So I think sometimes we can sort of look at. And this is probably a lot of people are guilty of this. We watch the Opals or we'll watch the Boomers and they'll throw a turnover or they'll do something and, you know, everyone tends to be like, oh, like, you know, why they do that? That was silly. Or So sometimes we probably don't appreciate just how good these players are. So maybe playing, yeah, the best um, Leilani Mitchell in Australia. I'll say that. Great, great. What about you, Jake? Oof, it's a tough one. Um... Probably, I mean, Jordan, probably for sure. Even at his age, I don't care. I'd, like, he probably, he's very likely still win, but I'd follow him. I wouldn't let him score. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, next question. So what do you think about in the dying seconds of a close game? So like it's noisy, coaches yelling stuff out, defense is in your face. What, it, what goes through your mind? through my mind I guess 
you know, how many times have we, have I or as a team been in this situation before? Um, you know, this is what sort of training is all about. Um, and yeah, as much as sort of, I like those, you know, moments as well. So, you know, they're, I try and think of them as exciting. So yeah, you know, there can be some nerves, especially if like a timeout's called and you know that there's one play left or something. But for me, I just try and, you know, think about, okay, you know, either way, why sort of, why do I do this? I still love basketball and how exciting it is and try and think of, I guess, the positives out of it. So can be quite daunting. You can get nervous and sort of tend to think negatively, but sort of, well, what a great opportunity this is um, to show, you know, all the hard work that our team is, that is, yeah, our team has done and hopefully can pull through. <laughs> great, great. What about you, Jake? Nothing, to be honest with you. Um, just win the game, do whatever we got to do in that situation to win the game. I don't, really don't pay attention to, the crowd or anything until it, the, you know, it's finished. So um, just winning really, really nothing. Just we've been there before. We'll be there again. Just get it done. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Next. I got a few more. So if you didn't play basketball, what sport would you be playing? So was there something else you played growing up or something that was very, you know, interesting towards you? Yeah, well, I played um, I played netball as well growing up. So I was one of those, yeah, I played netball and basketball basically, you know, my whole juniors until it was sort of time I had to choose. Um, so yeah, and you know, I love netball, but definitely basketball was what um, grabbed more my attention. But I'd say, you know, now probably uh, footy as well. Seeing as though, um, yeah, you know, back when I was younger, there was, no women's footy like there was just basically no opportunity for girls to play which again it's a great thing that um yeah sort of girls have more of an opportunity to pick more sports so yeah definitely I, I loved footy growing up and yeah just never got really the opportunity to play unless it was in school so yeah definitely footy nice yeah uh, I played basketball and baseball my whole life so um you know until I finished grade 12 as you guys call it senior year um and just you know I just love basketball tough thing about baseball you always need someone else with you you know to play catch with you or you know play batting practice or you know whatever you can do basketball you can walk on any court with a ball and you can get better that way so um yeah baseball 100 I think I was definitely better at baseball than I was basketball but love of the game just just pulled me in Great, great. Alrighty, what advice would you give your younger self? So if you could just give yourself some piece of advice, go back in time, what would it be? Um, young, young self, I'd say, you know, I mean, it worked out anyway, but sort of don't give up. Just um, you're going to have a lot of setbacks. I was, I was a real small kid and I can't, say much has changed in that sense right now but um yeah I was always you know real small whenever I was bottom age I was never in the first team I was always you know second team um I even remember being told that yeah I was too small for a first team um and the fact that I can sort of still remember that 10 years later or so um so yeah definitely there was a lot of sort of setbacks um don't want to be cliche but sort of you know, 
the reason, you know, to keep going is, you know, there is a reason and that is because you love it. So um, yeah, don't let, don't let anyone else take away, um, yeah, the love of the game. Yeah, I would, I would go the like, I, I pride myself on my work ethic, um, always have, but I would say work harder, work harder, work harder, work harder, work harder, because there's, uh, it doesn't matter how good you think you are. Um, you're, there's someone always better than you out there, right? So I, I would just say work harder at every skill and, and to definitely reach out, you know, reach out to people, you know, talk to your coaches you have now, see, you know, the extra things you can do. If you, if you fail assignment in class or a test, your first thing is to be like, you know, go talk to the teacher and, you know, see what extra credit you can get or extra things you can do to bring that grade up. Right. So, you know, definitely build a network, right. Don't be afraid to text someone or call someone or, you know, just walk up and talk to someone. I know it may be scary or tough when you're young, but just grit it and go up there and, and see if someone else will work with you or, or, talk to your teammates or your friends and see if they want to go shoot. Just use every outlet you possibly can and just keep working. Nice. Nice. And expanding on that, uh, what skill or quality would you tell your younger self to work on? So like maybe a basketball specific skill or quality. Um, let's say I'll go skill would be keep at it with the ball handling. Um, because you know that's as a point guard that's like the most important thing so I think especially when I was younger probably um yeah we just sort of didn't challenge ourselves as much in that area we did the basics but um yeah sort of seeing what younger kids are doing now it's pretty incredible um the abilities so yeah definitely um yeah keep at it with the ball handling when I was younger, um, whether that is just sort of your very basic, just normal dribbles. Um, I mean, I still do them now. I mean, kids, they say it's boring and it's easy, but I mean, every every older player still does it. It's yeah, really important fundamentals. Um, yeah, so that'd be my skill. Um, but what was the other one? The quality. Quality. Um, let's see. Quality. Um, good one. Quality to work on. I guess, I guess sort of teamwork in a way, like I've said it a few times, um, but yeah, I think sort of working as a team, like it's, you know, really important in that way. So um, yeah, I mean, it's team sport for a reason. So sort of, you know, using your teamwork skills um, you know, in, in sort of general, but yeah, you got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jax? What would you tell your younger self to work on? Yeah. Um, so obviously handles, right. You can never get good enough at dribbling the ball, right. No matter how, if you're a, a tall player, a post player, right. You look at guys like Ben Simmons, right. He was, wasn't very tall, right focused on his handles and then he shot up. Now he's a six, nine, six, 10 point guard. So handles are always important, right? Um, I have a basketball right over here. If, even when I'm laying down in bed, like I'm always just shooting the ball up. I've done it my whole life trying to hit the same, same spot in there and coming down, right? So 
Um, you can always work on your shooting, whether you're in front of a hoop or not, but handles and um, quality wise, my body language, go back to that. Um, just something that, you know, I think it's, it's a great strength of mine and a great weakness at the same time, right? My emotion on the floor, but um, body language is, is such a big thing for coaches. And if you can sure that up and just train your mind um, that way, it'll, it'll help you go a long way. Great, great. I've got like two questions and we'll open it to anyone else. But how have you stayed busy in lockdown? And how, what are the challenges maybe you faced in this last year of inconsistent basketball? Yeah, uh, big challenge, right? <laughs> um, nothing that we've sort of faced before. Um, for me, I, I like routines. I like consistency. So, um, yeah, these lockdowns really, uh, yeah, they throw me a little bit. Um, but... You know, I guess right now I'm, I'm still pretty busy, but these lockdowns, um, you know, I'm doing my own study and teaching and things like that. So I'm lucky enough to be busy um, in these times, but also, yeah, allowing sort of that balance, allowing times to relax and, um, you know, have, have some hobbies and sort of some me time. So, yeah, I still, you know, try and keep fit. I work out um, quite a bit, go for runs go for walks with um you know I've got a friend that's you know lives around the corner luckily so you know we're allowed to actually have a little bit of social interaction um but yeah just you know some other things that are just um nothing to do with anything I sort of I play the ukulele for fun so that's something that's completely different from everything but you know it's something I find uh enjoyable but yeah, I mean, it's it's been tough, um, you know, the stop and starts for the basketball season, especially. I'm getting older, so the body is not doing too well with the stop starts. But, um, yeah, just sort of, you know, making sure that I stay ready um, for when basketball comes back again. So, um, yeah, I can just sort of slide straight back into it like nothing even happened. What's, do you say the question again, Zero? Yeah, I said, so... Well, how have you been staying busy in lockdown? And then like, what's been the biggest challenge about this last year? Cause I mean, this was starting in 2020, this COVID stuff. Yeah. So um, I was actually, you know, just um, off the last, the second part, I was in Europe uh, last year and then Todd, we, we fl I flew, I just left. And then, you know, cause our season was on pause and flew here and then our season was canceled a week later. So, and then to go back home and kind of stuck there and then coming back, it, it's just been, a, you know, a lot of traveling and, um, you know, just tough to, you know, that get back going again. Right. So um, just really being able to be in confined space. Right. I like getting out and, you know, being outside and stuff. So, Thankfully here, I have a park right down the street from where I live with uh, like four, four hoops. So shooting outside, but probably the, the biggest struggle is wind. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a pain to try and shoot outside when it's windy. So um, yeah, and then just boredom, right? Uh, just sitting around, it, it kills me. And, you know, out here, I'm out here to play basketball. So it's, it's not like I have a, a full-time job to go to um, that is basketball. So uh, just kind of sitting around is, is the hardest thing for me easy easy so what we'll do if you have a question feel free to type it in um if you want to ask the question um just type in your name and then um todd can unmute you um so i do think hannah asked one before 
So how was your year studying in Germany? So what were your highlights in Germany, So, Yeah. Um, I mean, we're here for basketball, but I'll try and, um, yeah, I definitely recommend people might be a bit young, but if you do have the opportunity to do student, ex student exchange and live overseas, um, yeah, couldn't couldn't speak highly enough of it. It was, yeah, definitely the best experience of my life. Um, you know, having friends from, you know, all over Europe, all over the world, basically, that I still keep in contact um, with now. So, you know, that was really cool. And, yeah, I just, I love Germany, sort of, um, yeah, living in the dorms, sort of on campus. Um, yeah, friends. And, you know, I got to play basketball as well. It was not... Um, you know, not a competition or anything like that, but sort of got to train with the team and sort of had some friendly matches and things like that. So, um, yeah, awesome. Although it sort of wasn't my job, it was great to sort of um, experience playing, um, yeah, playing basketball in Germany. Um, so that was really cool. But, yeah, definitely the whole um, student life, playing overseas, sort of not having a job, not having to worry too much about study um yeah definitely best six months plus it was in Europe so just you know weekend trips to Paris or you know Amsterdam things like that were um easily done back then so um yeah definitely highlight of my life great great I have had one sent to me it's who is the greatest basketball player of all time so Jake, I feel like we know your answer. Do you want to go first, Jake? Tell us who's because the it's the player. right answer. I mean, it's clear cut. There's no, there's no debate about it. Michael Jordan easily. Watch the Last Dance. He's the best ever. All right. So, what about? Do you have a conflicting opinion with Jake? Look, I tend to not have an opinion for the, you know, um, men's because I probably didn't grow up watching. Um, you know, watching Michael Jordan and, you know, I probably watched more of LeBron, more of um, Kobe. So, but, you know, I, I always think it's Michael. I go with the crowd, but I mean, for women, I'll, I'll say Diana Taurasi. I think she's just, she's the goat for women. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> great, great. All right. Here's another. I did get another one sent to me, but we'll go to Todd first. Who's going to win the NBA championship next year, and why probably. is it the Suns? I feel like Pro probably not fun. the Suns. You know, All right, who's winning the chip next year? Brooklyn or the Bulls? Bulls, that's bold. <laughs> what about you, Soph? Do you have an opinion on this? Ibrahim reckons it's the Bucks. <laughs> I'll stick with I'll stick with Patty. Patty Mills and Yossi and yeah, we'll go with Brooklyn. <laughs> great, great. All right, got another one here. What's the most points you've scored in a game? This is a this is a fan favorite with the kids. How how much do you get paid and how many points have you scored in a game? <laughs> <laughs> Just so, go. Let's yeah. help you go ahead. No, you go, Jake. I don't uh 40 in Europe. Yeah. Big numbers. Uh, yeah. Big night. Like I say, um, yeah, I can't, I don't even recall. I think it was, I think I've only got up to sort of mid-20s. I mean, these are sort of games that have been statted. I'm not going to go into sort of domestic games. That's, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe sort of mid, 
mid-20s, I think, is the highest. I'm not exactly sure, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like junior days, you can say you dropped 50 and no one's here to say yeah, otherwise. No, no one's here to they didn't track statistics back in 2010. Uh, we got another one. Who's your funniest teammate? And give us an example why. So, Sophie. Uh, funniest teammate. Mm. I'm going to tell them this as well, that you think it's them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, good one. Um, funniest, funniest is hard, I guess. Um, Probably, I don't know, a dynamic between Lani and Charlotte, um, just because Charlotte tends to do some embarrassing things um, <laughs> at training or games. She falls over a lot. And I think, you know, something, something great about our team is how close we are in our chemistry. So um, we can sort of make fun of each other, um, you know, make, make jokes at the other's expense, but always in a lighthearted way. So... I think it would definitely be, I mean, I don't know if Charlotte's trying to be funny. She's just kind of um, falls over a lot. And yeah, most people laugh at it probably. That's, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> what about you, Jake? Um, Liam's, Liam's pretty funny guy. Um, Shaz, because he's so innocent, is hilarious to me. And he doesn't mean to be. But the funniest guy um, to me is Lucas Caprides. He he is so sarcastic, and you wonder why he gets knocked down from the other team every game because he he says stuff, and you'll never know. But he is absolutely hilarious. Great, great, the, the calf mate. Yeah. Oh, I got another one sent to me. Who was your toughest opponent? So who's maybe someone that ran up on you? Maybe a rookie year. Maybe so someone you had to guard when you were young and champ women. Who was the toughest opponent? Um, yeah, forgotten sort of within within Gordy. Um, I mean, point guard to point guard, probably Nicole Zanet. Um, you know, she only retired a couple of years ago or what, last year's whatever. 2020 doesn't count um yeah and I mean she's probably the greatest point guard that I've ever played with so that made a, a super tough opponent um but I mean I also played against Colleen Planeta whoever remembers her I mean she was a center so I didn't play against her that much but yeah sort of the fact that she could basically do it all um it's pretty hard to guard especially when she's you know quite a few inches taller than you as well so um yeah I'll say those two great great what about you Jake this could be your college days too yeah it's, I'm trying to think um I would say Juco um not even like in a actual game but so during the summer we have these you know mandatory workouts for us in junior college and you know, the guys from all over the city come around so I would say uh probably Iman Shumpert he just, I'd never seen someone jump so high ever. Um, these was absolutely ridiculously athletic, but you know, there's probably a lot, you know, a few more that, that I just can't think of right now, but yeah, he's, he's the one that sticks out. Great. Great. All right. So if no one has any other questions, we will let Sophie and Jake go. This did run a little later than we thought, but you know, we met, we're making the most of the lockdown. So I'll leave it open for another 10 seconds. Perfect. Yeah, junior basketball career. Did you play state? 
and what are your next goals playing? Okay, yeah, Sophie, did you ever play part of any state programs? Um, did you go any SDP camps or anything like that in your junior career? And then Jake, tell us about like your high school. So Sophie, maybe we'll, we'll jump to you first. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was, I got offered the opportunity to um, try out at the state teams. Um, yeah, I mean, I never made a state team or anything like that. Um, I don't think, yeah, no one sort of in my age group that um, Brody, I don't believe we sort of made the state teams. But um, yeah, sort of always was offered and it was always a really good opportunity to sort of, um, yeah, try out with the best in Victoria. I always, you know, those, those trainings or tryouts are very daunting, um, especially for a small club like Broadmeadows. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, um, yeah, tried out at all the state and, you know, did some of those NITP camps as well. Um, and I guess next, next goal, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm old or anything like that, but, um, you know, getting one of the oldest in my team, which is a little bit strange to me um, at 24. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy sort of where I am. And um, I mean, as long as I just keep like loving basketball and loving playing, um, you know, I'll always, I'll work as hard as I can for my team and everything like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm really happy at Brody. There was, you know, I, I could have left and could have gone to other clubs and, you know, a lot of juniors, we see that happen, but, you know, Brody's been a really great place and I have a lot of memories here. So um, yeah, I'm happy just to sort of, yeah, stay, play out, um, do the best that I can. And when the body tells me to stop, that's hopefully I'll listen, but who knows? <laughs> great, great, great answer. What about you, Jake? Yeah, so state-wise, um, that's kind of tied into high school for us, right? So um, we uh, compete for, you know, the, the whole year, and then you can make um, – you go to state, right? So you – once you qualify for, you know, win a certain amount of games, um, you know, usually it's like the top eight teams in your, your top six, you'll go to regionals, then you play regionals. It's, it's kind of like a, a round robin tournament, right? But once you lose, you're out. So uh, you go to regionals, if you win regionals, you go to sectionals. And then if you win sectionals, you go to semi-sectionals and then you go to state, right? So um, you win, you know, the state championship, say for your high school. So um, that's, that's kind of how our, our, you know, our, our system works. High school is like the best way for you to get recruited, right? AAU is, is obviously just as big nowadays, but, you know, high school is just like you see in the, in the movies or whatever in, in America, you know, gyms are packed. You got your, you know, everyone, you know, all your friends and stuff and everyone in the school, um, in a certain section, pretty much ours was called the squad, you know, doing chance and, and doing all that. So um, once you get to regionals and the state level, it's, it's you know, a feeling next to none. You know, you never forget that. Um, and what was the second part? Uh, where, uh, what's next to basketball for you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, kind of just, uh, you know, main goal is to win a championship at Brody, right? This is, this will, you know, I'm here this year and next year, um, want to win, you know, a championship this year, which I think we're in the driver's seat for, um, hopefully. And, uh, as long as we keep working, we'll get there. So win a championship here and, you know, for the club, cause uh, you know, they've done nothing but do great things for me, um, since I've been here and that's why I keep coming back. Um, so yeah, win, win a championship. 
Great, great. So last question, because we'll wrap it up here. But um, with where the game's going today, what um, skill would you advise juniors to work on? So with obviously this game's changing a little to what it was 10 years ago, but what skill are you really pushing for them to be working on and getting good at? Um, I guess for me, I don't know if it's say a skill, but sort of, I guess, fundamentals. Um, you know, we say the game's changing and it definitely is. Um, like I was saying before, kids, kids these days are doing sort of extraordinary things, um, which is incredible with their skills. Um, but also, you know, not forgetting about the fundamentals and that's sort of your form shooting right around the rim. Um, and then, you know, slowly going back out that way with dribbling, sort of your basic, just normal dribbling, um, whether it's highs and lows, two balls, anything like that. Um, I think sort of that's really important um, to always start with. I think, you know, seeing we see, you know, the NBA or the WNBA or, you know, Australian equivalent, we see what these players are doing and then think that, okay, let's just automatically, we'll just start practicing those things, which, I mean, it's a great mindset to want to strive for that sort of greatness. Um, but, you know, they, they put in the hard work too and we can't sort of forget about these fundamental skills that sort of build the foundation um, and will make, will make learning, you know, these, you know, skills like that, step back, whatever you want to, um, talk about you know they're sort of the important for those um those let's say harder skills to learn so yeah not forgetting about the fundamentals just because they seem easy right great and jake yeah um kind of off that so just get away from the flashy stuff right so that's you, you know if you want to go to college in in the states and you want to play you know at a high level like coaches don't care about any of the flashy flashy stuff right as you get older your athleticism will start coming more and more then you can do you know the dunks and the flashy stuff but yeah, get, get good at the little things, right? You know, make sure your shot's perfected, right? Any team can always use a shooter. Um, but yeah, pretty much your fundamentals. I'm from the Midwest, so we're all about fundamentals. You know, you go out to California and that stuff, they're about the flashy stuff, but get good at the little things, I would say. Right, great. So we do want to thank Jake and Sophie um, for their time. Um, they also both do indies. So when we do get back as well, if you're, you're interested in seeing any, either of them, they're, they're here all week as well doing that. So thanks for joining us as well. Thank you, Sophie and Jake, for your time. And uh, see you later, guys. See you guys. Thanks, guys.